how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Make sure to also check out Freelancer Class, where you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money online as a writer, marketer, designer, virtual assistant, accountant, or salesperson. Stay tuned after the show to learn how to get access for free to this $99 valued freelancer course, along with some other free items on our website, creativeprinciples.live. Teresa Bennett knew she wanted to make movies early in life. She worked in a movie rental store and started writing scripts and notebooks at an early age. Even though she couldn't afford screenwriting software, she found a way to create scripts. Eventually, this led to her new film, Social Animals. In the movie, a childless, single, broke stoner attempted to salvage her failing business and love life while also falling in love with a married man. In this interview, Teresa tells us the story of how she got from that girl in high school in the video rental store to become a screenwriter and now a writer-director. Her new comedy stars Noelle Wells, Ava Cash, Samira Wiley, Carly Chaikin, and Josh Radner. You can also find the print interview of this conversation on the Creative Screenwriting website. Um, I think my entire life I have wanted to be a filmmaker. I was just always really inspired by cinema and just always wanted to do it but had no idea how to get involved. So I actually used to write my own scripts, and uh, when I was like a little kid, 18, 19, I couldn't really afford screenwriting software or even like a computer that was viable and actually worked. So I used to go to the New York Public Library every day, and they give you like an allotted 20 minutes of time with a computer for free. So I would type up my scripts really, really fast, and I developed these really kind of lightning speed typing skills. And when I was looking for a job in the entertainment industry that I felt like would actually be progressive to my career that wasn't like waiting tables or working at a video store, which is what I was doing at the time, I, uh, I got my first job, which was being a transcriber on Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. So <laughs> it was my job to watch all of the raw footage, which was actually awesome. And, um, and I actually kind of got to see the mechanics of how a show got made. So from there, I wound up becoming a reality producer. And I kind of traveled all around the country for like eight or nine years just talking to people and interviewing people who had really different perspectives from mine. And I think that wound up kind of changing the game for me in terms of how I looked at creating character and how I looked at creating movies. Um, and I was painting with a really different talent because of that. So, so that kind of parlayed into my scripted career. And I wrote a movie called Petunia, which uh, my really good friend Ash Christian directed. And I got a chance to co-produce that. And, um, and from there, right after that, a few years later, I wrote this movie and wound up finally getting my chance to get into the director's chair, which was 
so awesome. So between those trips to the libraries, library way back then, were you writing by hand as well and taking that in there? And then what do you think kind of pushed you to, to, you know, to use your limited resources and kind of go forward with that career? Oh, man, I just found, I just shipped a bunch of my stuff from my New York storage unit, and I found, like, 700 marble notebooks, and they're just, like, filled with scripts and, like, ridiculous scripts that no one should ever read. But um, but I just always really felt my emotions through movies and through writing screenplays, you know? I, I always found it to just be this, like, really cathartic, really awesome experience. And um, and I just, it was all about character for me. I just wanted to create these people and, like, you know, watch them live and, and see how the movie played out. So I think that was kind of, like, the best way to learn, you know, what goes into writing a script, just writing terribly and writing all the time and being like, okay, this is what works, this is what doesn't. Um, but, yeah, it just, it, it was always, it was never, like, a hobby for me. It was always just something I, I was, felt like I was supposed to do. What were some of your early influences, either the films themselves or, you know, writers and directors, things like that? Um, I've always really been inspired by James L. Brooks. I was a giant fan of the movie Broadcast News and also of Terms of Endearment and A Suzy Guest. I just love his characters. I love the way he tells stories. I think it's really amazing and really prolific. Um, and I was really inspired by Amy Heckerling growing up, um, Nicole Hollisinner. Uh, as far as writers, Carrie Fisher was certainly my favorite writer. Um, I love Postcard to the Edge. I love Mike Nichols as a filmmaker. Um, and then just these really nostalgic movies I kind of watched in the 90s when I was a little kid. Like, I was really inspired by Party Girl, and I was really inspired by Reality Bites and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, and just sort of these, like, darkly weird comedic looks at female lead characters. So your movies, you definitely have like some well-rounded characters. Where do you start to shape characters? Do you start with the plot first as an idea, or do you start with a single character first? I start each movie by just free writing characters talking. I really like this movie started with Zoe. So I just kind of, I think I started with Zoe and Claire. Um, and I just kind of started free writing. And it always starts for me by finding their voice. And I'm a really big fan as a filmmaker and as a screenwriter of letting the characters drive. I think that when you find character and you're true to your characters, your story kind of tells itself. And, of course, you go back and you're kind of careful that, like, everything's coming at the right place and everything's kind of timed correctly and the rhythm feels right. But I do think, like, you know, character is sort of my main concern, especially from the beginning. Um, so I just kind of find their voice. I just kind of, like mess around with the script and, and start out sort of, you know, feeling out like based on a topic or like a scene that I have in mind. I just write, I find Zoe, for instance, and then, you know, I, I kind of let the movie begin and I, I typically just write it in order. So do you think, is it that you, you know, write a lot and maybe cut back some or do you like, you know, use terms in psychology to create a character? Do you write things about people you know? Like what else kind of helps it make so, you know, grounded characters? Um, I definitely use elements of people I know. I think my friends at this point are just like, it's fine. I'm an open book. Like, I'm not going to sue you for putting my, like, relationship inadequacies in the film. Um, but, you know, everybody around me kind of knows. I think, like, Nora Ephron says, you know, everything's coffee. I feel like it's your own experiences. It's the people that you know. It's, like, crazy stuff you overhear walking down the street. It's, you know, it's literally everything. I think, um... I think 
psychology definitely helps too. I, I always feel like when you want to be a screenwriter, it's a cool thing to study up on like psychology 101 because you're creating people and they have to have their own psyche and their own inadequacies and their own sort of inter- internal conflict. So a book I read called The Drama of the Gifted Child has been something that really inspires me in terms of like psychology and, and something that I really put into this movie a lot. It's sort of being like the child of a narcissistic parent um, and, uh, and also just kind of like different psychological inadequacies that follow, you know, from, from childhood and, and from all that stuff. I've actually heard some recent references to that book. Do you also um, do anything like, do you carry a notebook with you still? Do you make notes in your you know, phone? How do you actually, you know, get, the, get all the pieces together to make a film? I email myself. So I, I don't have a notebook. I sort of wish I did because I'm a really tactile person and I feel like I'd really like to sit and write. Um, but I typically will just shoot myself an email at, from, like, wherever I am, if I'm in traffic or, like, parking or, you know, like, talking to someone at dinner and something inspires me. I email myself and I get these really, like, erratic, weird um, emails with, like, strange subject headings. And I'm like, what this? And then I revisit it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have that idea, you know, three months ago. But it's definitely a good way to keep track because I can search my email for it. Like, if I ever think about it again, I'm like, okay, this is where it is. Do you have any, like, qualifying factors after that? If it is something where, like, well, that's a maybe, this is a definite yes, do you kind of follow it away somewhere else? Or do you check it later in terms of adding it um, when you think it's, you know, worth putting in the film? Sometimes, honestly, I mean, this goes back to, like, my old New York Public Library days. Sometimes I just start, like, writing themes to myself in an email. And then I just even put it into final draft and format it later, which sounds really weird um, and not disciplined, but it's really just to kind of like get the ball rolling or if I feel randomly inspired wherever I am, I just kind of, you know, take some notes and like I write some dialogue just with the character names. And then when I go back and I'm actually sitting at my desk, I'll like kind of take that, put it into final draft and, and start creating like the actual script. Definitely sounds like a lot of your strengths or enjoyment are in you know creating characters and writing dialogue. Is there a certain part of the script that you find to be more difficult than the other parts? Man, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, for me, it's almost like a weird blackout experience. Like I tend to be able to see the movie in my head in its entirety. Like I couldn't articulate it to you perfectly, but when I have a really solid idea for a movie, I could close my eyes and watch it. And my whole, you know, like, the whole strike is getting that onto the page. But I'm typically kind of a speed writer in that sense. I really want to get it out of my head and onto the page so I can critique it and tell myself it's terrible and then tell myself it's great and torture myself about it endlessly until I have an actual tangible draft. So I typically, like, the hardest part is the first, like, day or two. So when I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to write a movie, I, I kind of need it all to be roughly and terribly articulated on the page within, like, 48 hours. And then that's the tough part. And then once I kind of get over that hurdle, most of my process is, is just rewriting, which, which is kind of the fun part. It's fun to go back and reread and, you know, really kind of formulate the characters and make sure what the, the sort of, like, idiocy I was writing down actually sounds smart and cool and funny and, like, you know, articulates itself as a film. So I know you were featured in, um, you know, various things as like the generation of female screenwriters and Young and Hungry and, and, and Hit List and things like that. What kind of helps you, you know, obviously get this movie forward, but also come on as a, as a first-time director? How did you kind of go about working that out? Um, 
Well, I had really good representation in L.A. and really good producers. Um, Ash Christian was an awesome producer who came on board for this movie. Melody Sisk helped me out a lot. Um, Michelle Knudsen and Mason Novick were really helpful. They were some of the EPs on the movie. And I just had a lot of people sort of, like, rooting for me in my corner, I think, because I was this really ambitious first-time director who had this, like, very distinct vision of what I wanted the movie to be. So I just kind of put a lookbook together, and um, I put a lot of time and effort into that because I really had just this kind of specific visual style and idea of what I wanted to show people. So I think that really helped. I think just having a really specific concept of what I wanted the movie to look like and what I wanted the tone to be and then having a script that I felt proud of um, just kind of helped me go into rooms and, and like, fight for it because it ultimately took me a lot of fights and a lot of years to kind of get it, like, rolling and actually ready to go. Um, But, yeah, I think it was just – a lot of it, too, is just, like, not giving up on your film, not giving up on your projects never calling it a writing sample and always saying, I will make this movie. It's not a question of how, it's a question of when. So I've heard a few writers now talk about a lookbook and, and some will keep like a, a Dropbox folder of images and, and cinema and, and things like that. What does yours kind of consist of? Is there like a playlist that goes with it or how, what kind of you know, separate folders or subfolders would be there for you? I keep a Pinterest board, um, and I do different Pinterest boards for every movie, and I also have one that's just photographic references. So I take these great fine art photographers that I really love. I grew up in New York, like, just going to museums and looking at photography endlessly. So I've always had these kind of, like, contemporary photographers in my head that I really admire and love, like... I love Alex Prager, and I love Aaron Rule, and I just, you know, Olivia B, just all these kind of, like, modern photographers that really just feel, like, symbiotic when it comes to my style and and how I see the world, too, um, and what may be right for a movie down the line. So I just kind of take all those people, I put them in one folder, um, and then when I'm making a lookbook for a movie, I kind of sift through a lot of images and similar images and see if I can find something that articulates sort of how I see it. So it's never going to be exactly Alex Prager's photo, because obviously I have my own style, but I do just love the way she plays with color and saturation, and I just want to show people, by looking at this image, you know, sort of how I see the scene. So you've worked in casting before, and certainly you have a great cast. This movie, a lot of people recognize various actors from film and television. Did any of the characters kind of change, or did you make any adjustments to kind of fit an actor a certain role or take on the role? Um, definitely. I think, well, Fortune Beanster just brought something I could have never anticipated, which was, like, just this, like, insane humor and hilarity and total just improv. Like, I knew she'd improv, but I didn't think I knew, like, how crazy it would be (laughs) and how amazing and funny and hilarious, like, learning to direct improv is really um, challenging for a first-time director. And I think, like, ultimately, I'm so glad I did it because, you know, usually you work on two cameras when someone's improvising a movie because it makes it a lot easier to cut. But we were working on one camera, and um, and learning that was really intense and, and amazing. And um, and Aya Cash really brought something that surprised me kind of every day. She's really interesting as a performer and as an actor because she gives you something you don't necessarily expect. Like, I definitely had a vision of how I'd see those scenes or how I'd see the movie, and when she'd play it just a little bit differently or just one note 
a little bit differently. I was always so blown away by that. And I think there's there's nothing cooler as a director than when someone surprises you and you're like, oh, man, this thing I've had in my head for so long looks so different right now, and it's so great. You know, it's like a totally different spin. So it was a cool feeling. It was really, really cool. So is there anything or is there any advice you might have for young filmmakers coming up or maybe doing their first project? Like any advice in terms of confidence? And were there any like trust building efforts you did on set to kind of get people used to your style or as you figured out your style of directing? I think, well, to start with the second question, um, I actually think that everybody has their own style as a director. And, and part of it is figuring out your vibe on set and how you run your set. Um, I run my set with a lot of positivity and a lot of um, collaboration. So I have a lot of respect for all of my departments and everybody who comes in. And, you know, we all have one purpose, which is to make the movie great. And um, my main goal is that I want everyone to be excited to come to work every single day. You're getting up at 5 in the morning. You're working long hours. It may be hot. It may be cold. It may be raining. It may be snowing. But, like, we're all there together, and we're going to make this a really, really good time, and we're going to have a sense of community. So that's my tactic on set. I need everybody to be prepared, and it's a massive expectation that I have, but I don't kind of run the set with an iron fist. I like to treat people with a lot of respect. Not every director's style is that. I would say, you know, the most important thing that you can do to prepare to make films is read scripts. If you're a writer, read other people's scripts. There are such different sort of ways that writers write than what you're seeing on screen. And, and there is a language to screenwriting that I think is really an art form and it's really important. So if you see a movie that you love, read the script and see, you know, how it feels on the page because that really is part of it and it really is important because you really want to have a good read. Um, and for directors, it's the same thing. You know, watch as many movies as you possibly can. Study sort of the art of cinema. I didn't go the film route. I sort of just worked in a video store and watched as many movies as possible. I studied every director that I thought like could apply to my vision or you know was outside of my vision. Every director that felt like they were making a movie that, that felt important to me. Um, and also just try to tell stories that are honest. If you tell stories that are honest and real and you don't cater to the market and you cater to really having your own voice and being an individual, then you can't go wrong because that's what people want. They don't want a carbon copy of something they've seen before. They want something new, they want something innovative, and they want it to be yours. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter where you also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook, How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.